Welcome back to our WAP podcast. We're going to be diving into our last week here on Unit 2 and looking at the empires and civilizations on the outside of the major empires in uh, Europe and the Middle East and South Asia and in Asia that we've been, East Asia that we've been looking at the last uh, few weeks here. So uh, we're going to be covering things like the American civilizations in North and South America. We're going to look at the Sub-Saharan African civilizations and... Uh, that's that's going to be pretty much it there. So we're going to try to break this into three sections here. The first one here will be on Africa. And it's going to jump around a little bit from what you see in the book. Um, so we're going to do Africa first here. And then we'll get into a little bit of the Bantu on their own today uh, on this one. And then on the next one will be Mesoamerica. And then the last one will be the Andean civilizations. So uh, let's strap in and let's take a, take a look at things here. So... Um, Looking at Africa, uh, Africa uh, farming is not as productive as what you'd see in Asia, uh, in the Middle East, and in Europe uh, because of their geography and there's a lot more diseases because of the climate. Uh, you have some rainforests and, and a lot hotter and muggier weather in some areas and that causes a lot of mosquitoes and stuff like that which leads to lots of diseases. So um, those are some limiting factors in why we don't see necessarily a huge giant empires in in Africa, other than the fact that Africa is also just a huge continent that we sometimes underestimate when we look at uh, modern maps because of uh, well because of the um, the system that we're using to to shrink the world down and put it onto a two minute two dimensional plane. Um, and in this uh, section, there was uh, three uh, empires that we're looking at. We got the Moreau, uh, the Aksum. And the uh, civilization along the Niger with Jene and Jeno. And then we're also going to skip ahead to the Bantu there, okay? Um, so the Moreau, these guys are on the Nile. They're uh, just south of uh, the Egyptians. And uh, they're also known as the uh, Nubians. Um, and uh, they, they really tried to follow the Egyptian style. Um, and they had a, a powerful king uh, and a queen, and it thrived from about 300 BCE to 100 CE. Uh, they had some female rulers, um, maybe not as equivalent as, as males, but kind of similar um, in, in power and what they could do. Uh, these guys specialed a lot in um, being merchants, uh, traveling around and trading. Uh, they focused on pottery. They had some good masonry, again, uh, building off of what uh, the Egyptians did, they, their civilization is pretty similar to what you see with their monuments and things like that. Uh, and they had slaves, uh, and they were also iron workers, uh, which was huge during this time period, at least early on. Uh, I would set them aside or set them apart from, from the rest. Uh, they, they were kind of, uh, when you look at this civilization as a whole, um, they were based around farming and herding. Uh, they weren't just specifically farming uh, like we might see with with the Romans or the Chinese, uh, there there are there there are some nomadic tendencies there, and um, there's less control of the people because of this because some people are moving around and hurting, uh, as well as the Nile didn't have as as much of a laser laser focus as it did in uh, the Egyptian civilization, um, but they did trade along the Nile a lot. That's why they had those uh, merchants, and so they they would bring things from uh, further south or further upriver on the Nile that the Egyptians didn't have in their territories. So you'd get things like um, uh, ivory from elephants, uh, ostriches and their feathers and things like that, gold. Uh, a lot of the things coming from uh, more sub-Saharan Africa that um, 
was not available to to northern africa they also developed their own script uh but uh, it's primarily based off the egyptian script uh, i think hieratic and uh, this empire will decline because of the deforestation and the shift in trades away from the Nile and more towards uh, what we'll see in 100 CE with the transit or not transatlantic, but um, the, the Indian Ocean trade. And so this would go from Africa to all the way to East Asia there on that trade run and shifts away from the Nile. So they, they fall apart uh, from that, uh, but they will um, one of their lasting legacies is Christianity will get down there and it'll be. Um, one of the last places that we see uh, Christianity, at least for a long time, because uh, it'll get into uh, Ethiopia there. So um, these guys though, will eventually be conquered. Uh, just a two, uh, after their decline, they'll be fully conquered by a group known as the Aksum. And the Aksum um, are in the same region, a little bit further east, more towards kind of the, the Horn of Africa. And they are focused primarily on agriculture, uh, focusing on grains, uh, and they would tax those grains to, to make money as well as tax the trade. Uh, they, they're along the Red Sea more than the Nubians were, who were more centered around the Nile. And so they, they're able to jump into that uh, Indian Ocean trade and just more seafaring trade in general. And um, they're able to make a, a decent amount of coin off of this to, to support their government. Uh, they would build uh, also giant obelisks that uh, kind of similar to the Mar uh, the Nubians and the Egyptians, uh, different style, of course, but uh, they built giant obelisks, and uh, their language was known as Giz, uh, so a little bit different than everyone else in the area, uh, but didn't stop them from trading and, and going through things. Uh, Government-wise, it's not incredibly strong, kind of similar to the um, through to the, uh, to the Nubians in that uh, they don't have full control over the people. They're, they they more focus on people giving tribute to the government and uh, people staying loyal. And they would also adopt Christianity like the Nubians did. Uh, they'll adopt it when Constantine adopts it because one of the major trader partners is the Romans. And so what better way to get into good graces with them than to be uh, Christian. And uh, part of the region, again, with the Nubians as well, was uh, what is today Ethiopia, and that'll be the last bastion of, of Christianity when we see the uh, spread of Islam um, in Unit 3. When we see that happening, this will be the last area that Christianity survives um, in Africa as a, as a major um, religion. And then uh, this will decline uh, kind of similar to what we see other empires decline as, as they got overexpanded, uh, deforestation, they destroyed their environment too much, and trade shifts again. Uh, especially when we get the Islamic empires, trade is going to shift to focusing around their trading ports than uh, the Aksums. Um, last major one here on the Niger. This is another sub-Saharan African one, but now we're going to West Africa. And uh, their best uh, known city is uh, Jene Geno. And uh, people were migrating around with animals. Uh, and they had to do this because of desertification. So the land's getting worse and worse in the area. And this is still a problem um, today in the region. Uh, which would be known as the this this transition area between the um, the Saharan desert and the farmable agricultural or whatever the the good area to live in in sub-Saharan Africa is known as the Sahel, and uh, it's constantly varying and constantly kind of been pushing down, unfortunately, causing problems. But um, all the cities around Jenejano, that one being kind of the most uh, famous one, uh, were independent cities, uh, but they worked together. So kind of like the Indus, uh, we don't see a lot of wars and other things going on. Uh, but again, 
uh, we don't know, fully know what's going on there. So um, these cities were um, had had many specialists in them, so they were highly advanced uh, with their ironworking. They had weavers, potters. Uh, the the main things you look to see in a civilization, and um, you kind of had a caste system there, from what we can tell, and that you did what your father did, which he did what his father did, and so that kind of keeps going on down like that, and um, you would then be lumped into specialized groups to to share that, um, to to share your power and to to have a larger voice. Uh, they focused on long distance trade and worked um, to get goods uh, from sub-Saharan Africa to. Uh, other regions in sub-Saharan Africa, and uh, eventually this would lead to the trans-Saharan trade route going across the Sahara Desert, and it'll lead to the start of the uh, three major empires in the region known as Ghana, Mali, and the Songhai, and through this we'll see a spread of uh, Islam along this trade route to sub-Saharan Africa, so it'll be the key for that. Now, last one here, uh, the Bantu. Uh, we've talked about them before in Unit 1, we're going to talk about them here, and they're going to come up over and over and over again. Um, they're based out of Nigeria, which is in West Africa, uh, around 3000 BCE. And remember, the, the big things to remember with them is that they adopt agriculture, uh, and that gives them a larger population. So then they go and move out from their homelands to other regions and spread the idea of agriculture. Uh, they have iron tools uh, and iron weapons that allow them to overpower others. And their language will become the basis for m many, many, many South American, or not South American, sorry, Sub-Saharan African um, tribes and civilizations so uh, we can see that in that there are 400 different distinct languages that are connected to uh, the Bantus uh, this is again over a long period of time that's why we're going to talk about it in every unit pretty much because uh, they started in 3000 BCE we're still they're still spreading at this time it, it takes a long time to spread out through all of Africa it's a huge continent a huge area and they're not doing it with the modern means um, they'll eventually reach South Africa around 400 CE, we think, and um, that's that's most everything there. Um, you'll see some specific things, uh, maybe, like um, that they displaced hunter-gatherer groups in, in it, um, that they specialized uh, in forest trade, or the Batwa, sorry. You'll see another group known as the Batwa that specialized in forest trade with the Bantu, but um, they adopted the language, didn't necessarily adopt the, the farming and all the other practices that went with it. But um, you can definitely write those down and I'd definitely mark those, but um, nothing too, too big there from the normal that we've seen. Uh, the only other thing to, to bring up would be uh, the society and religion in the area. Um, there are some unique things there, like in Kenya, uh, there's no politics, but they're united through kinship, so they're united through their, their families. This kind of is tribalism. Um, others are centered around wealthy or spiritual leaders. So we see a lot of kind of decentralization. That's part of the reason why you don't see major empires. We don't talk about major ones is because people are living in smaller groups and focusing on smaller groups. And uh, you have some city-states on the East Coast, uh, which we're going to talk about with the Indian Ocean trade. Uh, they're going to be key for the spreading of Islam and the key for uh, the trade in that region. And... Um, some of the systems, especially when we're talking about gender and things like that, are more matriarchal actually in nature than, than patriarchal. So you have some differences from what you see in the, the Western world and, and the Eastern world at the time. And 
Last thing to bring up, since there aren't any of the major religions here, uh, they are a lot of um, just focusing on spirits and ancestors. Uh, there's some ideas in witches. Uh, it's constantly evolving, but it leaves it ripe to be um, to be changed uh, or to be converted to one of the major religions, whether it's Christianity when it gets there, Islam, uh, or any other major religion that would have made it there during the time. Uh, it leaves it open to that. So that's everything in Africa, and we'll take a look at... Uh, Mesoamerica next.